Well, at Saturday night's Mass, when I looked out, it looked like that we had brought everything old out of the storeroom. This morning, it looks like we have a pretty good mix of the new and the old. Okay, so it wasn't funny. I apologize. <laughs> there, now that I know that you're awake, this is good. Do you understand all these things? They reply, yes. But did they? For the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing Jesus talk about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, explaining in parables what this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of God is. Today we hear three more. Again and again and again, he says. So the treasure buried in a field. Yes, they would have understood that. But it would have been unlikely. It would have been unlikely to find a treasure buried in a field in Jesus' time, just as unlikely it is in our time. A pearl of great price. They would have understood a natural pearl from the sea, that it does command a great price. But would it be likely to sell everything one has for a tiny little pearl that you can't eat, that doesn't provide food, shelter, or clothing, but just something nice to look at? He uses both of those examples of people who have that as their goal. The treasure in the field, the pearl of great price. He says that they search diligently for those things, those worldly things. And then they sacrifice everything they have to obtain the desire of their heart and their mind for something that is passing and not lasting in this world. He says, those of you who say that you are my followers, my disciples, those of us who call ourselves Christian, that we are to act like the person searching for a buried treasure in a field. We are to act like the merchant who is searching for a fine pearl. We are to not let anything get in our way for searching out, seeking, finding, possessing the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. He says that we must, we must search. And when we search and seek, Jesus promises we will find. But when we find, we're called to sacrifice. We are called to sacrifice everything we have and everything that we are or think that we are in obtaining and possessing and keeping the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, that there is nothing on this earth that should stand in our way of finding it and living in it. So it gives another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea. The disciples certainly would have understood that because so many of them made their living from fishing. Not with rod and reel, but throwing a net 
into the lake, into the sea, letting it fall to the bottom, and then hauling it in, gathering good fish that was good for eating and good for the market, and other things that were not desirable. And so they would have to sit down. They would have to sort through and separate the good from the bad. And Jesus says that is the way it's going to be at the end of the age. At the end of time. That God will throw His divine net over every person created in God's image and God's likeness from the very beginning of time of Adam and Eve. And God desires and wishes to haul us all into His kingdom. But there is this criterion Who did God's will? Who did not do God's will? Those who do God's will get separated into the good category and spend eternity with God in heaven. But those who knew God's will and didn't do God's will, those are the ones separated out for eternal judgment and everlasting fire. We all have a choice each and every day of our lives to follow God's will or to follow our own will. Jesus lays out and has laid out in all of these parables what the kingdom of God is, what the kingdom of heaven is, what is desired by God for us. In our first reading, we heard God tell Solomon, ask for whatever you want. Imagine that. Ask for whatever you want. Solomon asked for wisdom and understanding because he was put as king of God's people. And Solomon says, I am a mere youth. I need an understanding heart and I need wisdom to effectively lead your people, God. Do we ever think about what we need in our lives? If God were to ask you, ask anything that you want, for what would you ask? God desires for us to ask to possess His divine life. He wants us to search it out, to find it, to sacrifice for it, to sort our priorities so that nothing gets in the way of God's eternal divine life being shared with us in all of God's fullness. So as we celebrate this Mass today, may we realize how much God loves us, how much God desires for each and every one of us to spend eternity with God in heaven. And may we let nothing stand in our way. For God does ask us, what do you want? May our answer be, God, the only thing that I want is you.